Sometimes I wonder whether Jesus is really, you know, half agitator or something or other, because when he initiates a healing miracle, it's normally the Sabbath. You know, why don't you choose another day of the week, Lord? You won't get into so much trouble. But Jesus doesn't seem to mind a little bit of trouble here and there. And maybe he's really making a point that this is his day anyway. He is, after all, the Son of God. And so the Son of God chooses what he does on the Sabbath. And also at other times he makes the argument, you know, if your ox fell into a, into a great big well or hole or something or other and it was the Sabbath, you're not just going to leave him there and you know, let him drown while, he, while, while the Sabbath continues. You're going to get him out because that's a, an expensive animal. And we're not dealing with expensive animals here. We're dealing with human beings. We're dealing with their lives. We're dealing with their livelihood. We're dealing with, you know, a human being. And so Jesus is, is making that point that he has authority to, to work these, these miracles, not just because he, is, uh, he, he can do it, but because it's, a, it's tantamount to saying that he is uh, the son of God or God, God himself. Now that invites us or it leads us to the situation when you sort of like combine things a little bit with the first reading to, to ask the question, how deep are you willing to go? How deep am I willing to step into the gift of faith? I love the imagery of this, this river coming down and it's at the ankles and then, you know, we, we, we all, all hear it goes up to the knees and all those sorts of things and how fruitful this river is. And we have to ask ourselves, well, how, how immersed am I in my faith? How immersed am I in the river? Am I only just dipping my little toe in and finding that it's a bit cold and and then stepping back immediately? Or am I willing to take the, the full step in? Ah, my ankle is wet, my knee is wet, my thighs are wet, my chest is wet. Oh, we may as well go the whole hog and, and start swimming in the river of God's grace, God's mercy, God's love. Because it doesn't matter how deep you go, God is deeper still. Whether we talk about his love, whether we talk about his mercy, whether we talk about his grace, it doesn't matter. You and I, all of us together, cannot exhaust what the Lord has to offer us. We cannot exhaust what the Lord has to offer us. And it doesn't matter what sort of a hole that we're in in our lives, we might be in a deep pit of sin. God's love for us is deeper than that pit. God's mercy for us is bigger than our biggest sin and all our sins put together. But do we give God the opportunity to speak that mercy into our lives, to speak that love into our lives? Or are we too busy either being busy about other things or running in the opposite direction? And I think it's probably a bit of both. We're a little bit scared. What's going to happen if I immerse myself in God's, God's grace? And it's probably also, you know, we're just a bit scared. 
But being scared has nothing to do with love because perfect love will cast out all fear. Perfect love, and that's God's love for us, is simply an invitation. An invitation to experience everything that God has wanted for us from the beginning. And I think we have to begin thinking big. Our minds are too small. Our imagination is too small. I went to a conference in the, in the United States. It was a Protestant evangelical conference. And the title of the conference was Big. I thought, my goodness, what a boring title. But basically all the speakers at that conference were saying, well, what are your dreams? Double them. Quadruple them. Multiply them by 10. God is bigger than your dream. And yeah, we have to have some, someone has to bring in reality and, 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 you know, sensible thinking somewhere. But ultimately, we have to dream big and give God the opportunity to make up what is lacking. Oh, but we don't have the resources for that. Oh, we don't have enough leaders in the parish. We don't have this or we don't have that. And, and then we, 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 we focus in on the don'ts and the negatives and the, the fear thinking. Whereas what God wants us to think, how he wants us to think, is to think with his abundance. To think with his abundance. Okay, Lord, this is what we hear you calling us to do. We're going to set a big goal. We're going to set a big aim. We're going to have a, you know, this is our vision. We're not sure how we're going to get there yet, but that's your bit, Lord. You have to provide what we need. We've got this much. Go for it. That's what the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 is all about. This is what we got, Lord. Okay, I'll take that. Makes a sign of the cross over it, and all of a sudden, the, 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 the loaves and the fish multiply and feed, feed people with, with leftover. So it's a God of abundance. It's a, not a God of just enough. Our God is not a God of just enough. He's a God of overflowing abundance. And that's why I love that, that image of the river, the river, the river, the river. In a sense, we don't really know where the water comes from in the rivers. We do know that it comes from up in the mountains somewhere. But the amount of water that, that comes down a river over a period of time, that's the abundance or even more so the abundance that God has for us in our lives. So let's, let's take the risk and step into the river. Let's take the risk and, and, and listen to what God is asking us to do and then do what he tells us to do. Pick up your mat and walk. Too often the church is, is the paralysed man. We know what God wants us to do, but we're too afraid to pick up our mat and walk. We're too afraid to embrace the demons in front of us. We're too afraid to, to, to make the hard decisions that need to be made. Our God will walk with us. He will provide what we need. And as in Philippians 4.13, you know, with God, everything is possible. Everything. Don't think 
of the word impossible. Well, you can think about the word impossible, but then immediately say, but with God, all things are possible. I have a God who is the God of the impossible. Pick up your mat and walk. That's impossible. But that's what Jesus said, and that's what happened. He picked up his mat and walked. And so we have to lean into that sort of explanation or example of our faith and say, well, Lord, if you did it then, you can do it now. Use us. And allow our faith, which only needs to be the size of a mustard seed, which is pretty small, to use our faith to call upon the grace of God and allow him to work through our lives.